Welcome to Kingdom Insight with Dr. Kazumba Charles. This program is designed to help you discover treasures and truth from God's Word and also give you deeper insights and understanding of the character and nature of God. Here's your host, Dr. Kazumba Charles. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for joining me once again today on this program. I want to encourage you today not to take your eyes off of Jesus. I want to encourage you today to focus on Jesus, to look into the accomplished power of the cross of Jesus Christ and to never let that go away from us. Why is that important? It is important because uh, the enemy's goal is uh, to make us uh, deviate from uh, what Jesus has already accomplished on uh, the cross. And we live in a, in a time and season where it is uh, very easy to take our eyes off of uh, God and uh, something bad and terrible happens when we take our eyes off of Jesus, when we begin to look at other things other than uh, focusing on Jesus. What are those bad things? Depression kicks in, stress kicks in. And we begin to feel lonely because uh, when you take your eyes off of uh, Jesus, you have taken your, you know, your eyes off of uh, your life-sustaining power, and that is uh, Jesus Christ. I want to take you to the book of, uh, of, uh, of uh, Matthew chapter 14, verse 26 to 31 there, where we're going to read about uh, Peter. This is a very interesting uh, uh, account in the Bible. And it encourages us not to lose our focus, not to look at any other things but God. Listen to this here. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. Let me give you a quick background of what is happening here. What is happening is that uh, Jesus has been uh, doing uh, great works and a uh, wonderful work, uh, healing and deliverance has happened. And uh, he sent his uh, disciples forward so that uh, the disciples can go ahead of him, the Bible declares. And then uh, he joined them 3 a.m. approximately. He began he started joining where they were but he decided to walk on water he's gonna walk on the sea here you all know this story but I want to point out something that is a very significant in this account so as Jesus now is walking on sea to go and join his disciples, here is what happens here. Uh, uh, it says that uh, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. Uh, they said that uh, it is a ghost, they said, and, and cried out in fear. Immediately, Jesus spoke to them, have courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, here is Peter now, always Peter. I, I like the courage of this man, but listen to what he says. He says, Lord, if it is you, Peter answered him, command, look at that word he uses, command me to come to you on the water. And then Jesus says, come, he said. And climbing out of the boat, Peter started walking on the water. Now, look at this. Peter got off the boat and he actually started walking where? He started walking on the sea. He began to walk on the water. 
And climbing out of the boat, Peter started walking on the water and he came toward Jesus. So he's coming towards where Jesus was. But when he saw, now look at that interjection there. But when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink. Now look at this here. The sinking of Peter began when he saw. He saw the strength of the wind. So the strength of the wind made him now start sinking because he knew this wind is so strong. So the Bible says when he saw the strength of the wind, Peter began to sink. And then it goes on, it says, uh, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand, caught, caught hold of him, and he said to him, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Now, we're going to dissect right there because uh, I want to pull some things here for you that are very powerful and very important here. I want you to, to see something very special here. Peter was okay. Peter was doing fine. Peter was doing well when he jumped out of the boat by faith and he began to walk on water towards Jesus. Why? Because the Peter's eyes were fixed on Jesus who was coming. And by the way, Jesus had also commanded him. So Jesus commanded him to come. So Peter's confidence and faith was in the command of Jesus that said, come Peter, and Peter jumped off of the boat and started walking in the water. But Peter took off his eyes from the commander-in-chief, the commanding officer who was Jesus at that time. Uh, he took his eyes away from him and what did he do? He put his eyes around what was surrounding him. What was surrounding him? What was surrounding him was the fierce storm or the wind, a heavy wind. That heavy wind would cause now Peter to doubt himself to think I'm gonna die here I'm gonna not make it here so he cried out to Jesus because he knew he was in trouble there is another aspect that we want to see there. It's like Peter doubted the command that Jesus had given him. Peter, he was doing well, like I said, until when he saw the strength of the wind. When he saw the strength of the wind, he became what? He became afraid. He saw the strength of the wind. So here are three things, first of all, that I want you to look at here. Peter was afraid because of these three, three reasons. One, he saw the strength of the wind. In your life situation right now, whatever is going on right now, uh, what do you see around you? Do you see Jesus? Do you see the Word of God? Do you see the, what the Word of God has said? Or you see the problems and the storms of life? So. These things made Peter afraid. Number one, he saw the strength of the wind. And number two, he took off his eyes away from the commanding chief or the commander or the command of Jesus to come. Number three, he became doubtful, both of himself and of Jesus' instructions to, uh, that asked him come. So what Peter saw made him afraid. And when he was afraid, he became doubtful. 
Doubt caused him to take off his eyes and faith in Jesus' words. As a result, he began to sink. We begin to get into trouble. We begin to get into many troubles when we take off our eyes away from Jesus Christ and from God and from his word. Our trouble begins when we take off our eyes from God and focus on so many other things. Listen, even when you're believing for your healing, even if you are believing for a miracle in your life, your eyes should be on the miracle worker himself, not on the miracle that you are desiring. Because when you begin to focus on the miracle you are desiring, what happens is that uh, you may not see that miracle for some time and you may get discouraged. Why? Because your eyes are on the miracle or on the provision instead of looking at the provider. Who is your provider? Yahweh is the provider. So if Jesus say come or go, he calls you to do something for his kingdom, that means he has a plan to protect you, to watch over you, to shield you from any evil plans and to provide for you. Consequently, all you need, all I need is to do is to trust him and trust the word of God. What has God said? What is God saying? What has God instructed? So the question I want to ask you is, what are you focusing on? What are you looking at right now? It's like Moses when he was about to lead the children of Israel. He was looking for help and God asked him, what is in your hand? And today I feel in my spirit, the Lord is speaking to you, asking you this question. What are you looking at? Why, where is your focus? Where have you centered your eyes on? Because if it is not centered on Jesus and on what is has done already, you are going to be bogged down, you are going to be discouraged, you are going to be depressed, and that's where the devil wants you to be, because he wants you to take off your eyes away from Jesus so that he can pounce on you. Look at this here. Most of us are so focused on our problems instead of focusing on the word of God that says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens in you, who strengthens you. You can never do all things through Christ who strengthens you if your eyes are not on Christ who strengthens you. So the, the thing I want to encourage you to this today is uh, don't focus on your challenges. Focus on God's possibilities. Focus on uh, God's uh, ever powerful, powerful words that says, uh, I will sustain you. I will watch over you. What, 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 what consumes uh, our mind will control our thinking and can affect our faith. Focus on God, not on your problem. Listen to God, not to your insecurities. Rely on God and not on your own strength. Because when we rely on our own strength, what happens is that then when the going gets tough, it becomes very difficult for us to, to pull through in this life. 
my question to you today is where is your focus at because what you focus on will consume your mind and what consumes your mind will cause you to respond according to what has consumed you Peter he was doing well when he was looking at Jesus but when he looked at the strength of the storm that consumed his mind and that led him to doubt the possibilities that God had, Jesus had pro, you know, provided for him to walk on water and he began to sink. Listen people of God, you can reverse what is happening in your life right now by believing the word of God. Uh, let, let me go to another story in the Bible real quick here that uh, helps us understand the importance of uh, trusting God and the importance of uh, looking at God's instruction is what matters. It doesn't matter what uh, the environment you are in is going or you know what's happening in the environment you are in what matters is what God has spoken. So in Numbers chapter 13 verse 27 to 28 we read this. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore. It is indeed a beautiful, a, a bountiful country and a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. But the people living there are powerful and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the, the, the descendants of Anak. In verse 30, but Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once to take the land. And he said that we can definitely conquer it. Now, here is the report of the spies. I'm sure you know this story. Moses had sent out the spies to go and explore the land that God had promised to give to them. But these spies who went in there, all they looked at, they saw the beautiful of the land. They saw the beauty of the land. They saw the fruitfulness of the land. They saw the land bubbling with honey and milk. But they also saw giants who live there, like fortified city. So so then, then they became what? They became doubtful if they could go and conquer that land. But Joshua and Caleb had a different mindset. Them, they knew it wasn't going to be easy. This is not just a false reality here. They knew it wasn't going to be easy. But they believed the word of God. They believed the promises of God. They believed God had promised their forefathers he was going to give them the land. So if God God has promised then there is no way we're going to be scared we need to go at once and take the land so the report started on a positive note look how they say they said that they saw a fruitful a fruit a fruitful land with milk and honey but quickly their report changed to a negative one the land was occupied by giants and was heavily fortified. This is always the case with us. When God says, I will do something for you, or I will send you to this place to proclaim the word, or I will, I will, I will bring, you know, uh, whatever you, you're praying for into reality, what happens is that uh, also the enemy sends his enemies so that uh, he begins to sow the seeds of doubt. You begin to see things like uh, it won't work or then you get really sick. 
after you were prayed for. Have you been there? They pray for you, they pray for you, and then you end up even being more sicker than you were before they prayed for you. Listen, it is no time to give up at that point. It is no time to doubt God or to doubt the power of prayer. It is about time now you began now to continue to declare. So the people were scared. The problem of trusting or depending on self abilities is that you can quickly run into difficult situations which your abilities are limited to overcome or comprehend. Let me say that again. The problem of us trusting or depending on our self abilities is that we can quickly run into difficult situations that are beyond our control and which our abilities are limited or can be limited to overcome. We have to depend on the abilities of God. We are to trust in the power of the name of God, not in our limited abilities. Joshua and Caleb gave a positive report because their eyes were fixed on the promise of God to give them the land. Their eyes were fixed on the promises of God. Where is your eyes fixed at? Where is your eyes fixed at? That's the, the question we need to answer. Because if your eyes are fixed on the promises of God, that says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never abandon you. If, you're, you know, if your life is focused on the promises of God, you can never be defeated by the enemy. Why? Because even if you don't see that which you are looking for, you see the one who is looking after you, the one who is providing, and his name is Yahweh. His name is Jehovah. His name is a faithful one. He is a faithful to guide us. He is faithful to, you know, to, to, to push us through to the, de to, the, to the destiny that he predestined for us. So whenever you're going through challenges, you don't have to give up on God. You have to center your eyes on Jesus Christ, not on the things that you need. Because the enemy wants to take your eyes off of God so that you can put on 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 all objects or things that you desire but that is not the call of God for our lives our call is to pursue God to fix our eyes on Jesus here God is who he says he is he is our shelter he is our provider our healer our strength and he is our sure foundation with him and in him, we can conquer anything to the glorious power of his name. No demon can, uh, can, 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 can scare a heart or a person that trusts in the Lord or a person whose focus is on God. Look at Isaiah 26 verse 3 to 4. It says this here. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed, is stayed on you because he trusts in you. He trusts in the Lord forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock. Look at this here. You want to walk in peace? 
Even when there is no peace where you are, it's when you, your eyes are fixed on Jesus Christ. Look at Jeremiah 17 verse 7 to 8. It says here, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes for, when it comes for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit i love this scripture i love this scripture look at this here blessed is the man who trusts in the lord whose trust is the lord he is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruits i like one point here that points out to say that point out to say uh, uh, it, its leaves remain green. Listen, when you have God, even in a dry season, you can bear fruits. Even in a difficult season, you can bear fruits. Why? Because your root system, your foundation, your faith is anchored not in things that you see with your eyes. Your eyes are centered on God. Your eyes are locked in to God. Here is what Paul declared, and I want you to understand this uh, very clearly. Paul said, uh, I praise toward the mark of the prize of the eye calling of God in Christ Jesus. That is uh, Philippians 3 verse 14. You know what he was saying? To praise means uh, to focus. You are focused on the prize. So focus on God. Don't let circumstances and situations pull you away from your focus on God. If we are to serve God, we need to focus on Jesus and to keep pressing forward, no matter the challenges and obstacles of life. Paul says, I praise toward the Mac. Whenever there is a challenge facing you, you must learn how to press on. Paul uses the analogy of a race to show that we are constantly striving toward the Mac. When a runner starts out, on the course, it doesn't carry unnecessary, unnecessary clothing or baggage because the excess weight will slow him down. He doesn't run constantly looking behind, behind him because in doing so, he cannot see what dangers may be in, the, in front of him. What excess baggage are you carrying that is slowing you down? And what, what excess baggage are you carrying that is making you slow down? Is it anxiety, fear, disappointment, unforgiveness, bitterness, or just the frustrations of life? Remember, unforgiveness or bitterness are unnecessary baggage that can weigh you down or slow you down and distract you from seeing where God is trying to take you. You got to understand that God wants you to be victorious, but you have to put your eyes on him. You have to look on God. I want to tell you a story of a man in 1968. The Olympics has just finished here, but there was a man in 1968. This man was saint. Sorry, this man was competing at the Olympics. 
His name was uh, John Stephen Aquari of Tanzania. This man inspired me when I read uh, about his story. So in 1968, he was competing in a marathon and uh, he stumbled over something and he failed. After failing it, he broke his hand as well as uh, his leg. But here is what is so important, what is so special here. This man continued to run after he got up, bandaged up and bandaged, and you know, with all the bandages all over him, he continued to run. As he continued to run, one hour after the winner had already been declared. Imagine coming to the finishing line after one hour and the winner has already been declared. So as this man was coming closer to the finishing line, the journalist started looking, oh, there is still a man on the track and field. They started coming back in and they went to this man and they asked him a question. They asked John, John, why did you continue to run? His response is so powerful and I want you to get this. John said, my country, the country of Tanzania, did not send me miles away overseas to the Olympics to start the race. They sent me to finish the race. It doesn't matter if you finish as a winner. It doesn't matter if you finish as a second. It doesn't matter if you finish as last. As long as you have finished the race that God has called you to. And other people were blown away. And this is 1968. To this day, they talk about this man to this day. John did not quit the race halfway even as though even as uh, some people had already left the stadium thinking the race was over think about it john was not focused on uh, who was leaving as he was trying to get to the finishing line he was not focused on who was leaving the stadium he wasn't focused on uh, he was focused only on uh, crossing that finishing line he was not focused on uh, who won the race he was focused on uh, crossing the finishing line. It is reported that uh, he was bruised and his knee and shoulder dislocated. But even that could not stop John Aquari of Tanzania in 1968 Olympics to quit or to give up. John kept running because his country did not send him to the Olympics to start the race. But his country sent him to finish the race. God is not calling you to start the race. He has already started the race. He sent Jesus Christ to come and pay the price on the cross of Calvary. There is nothing that we can do that Jesus hasn't already done. We are not called to start the race. We are not go called to start the fight. We are not called to start proclaiming the gospel. Jesus has already started proclaiming the gospel for us. Our calling is to finish what he has started. Our calling is to finish, to go to the finishing line and to proclaim the good news of the kingdom to proclaim what Jesus has done. So don't quit, don't give up, don't stop now, don't quit right now, continue. You may be bruised, you may be bogged down, you may be, you know, you may have some bruises all over you. 
You may have been disappointed. You may be rejected. You may be dejected. You may be feeling low. But let me tell you something. Come on, bandage up those wounds and continue to go, continue to pursue, continue to follow after God. It is not a season for you to give up. It is not a season for you to quit. It is a season for you to go to the finishing line of whatever God called you here to do. We are called to get to the finishing line, not to go, not to do what? Not to start the race. Jesus has already started the race. Hallelujah. Praise God. That inspires you to understand that you are not starting what is on, what, what is not there. He's already started. All we need is to follow the instructions of God, the word of God, and to pursue God. Here, as we finish, we finish this, uh, this, this message today, I want to leave you with this here. You may be dealing with a broken heart. A bruised spirit due to things you may have gone through in life but now is not the time for you to quit or to give up now is the time to rise up and keep you know keep 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 what keep pushing forward keep pressing toward toward your mark by standing on the Word of God and focusing on the power of the cross Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 11 says this here let us know that the race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strong but to the one who holds out and uh, stay focused on Jesus Christ no matter what you may be going through secondly praise on living for Jesus Christ doing his will no matter how life may get hard Push forward, press forward, don't quit now, don't give up now. God is with you, God is with you. God is going to send his angels to go before you. You don't have to quit right now. You may be bruised, you may be bruised, you may be going through difficult situation right now. It is not time for you to quit. It is not time for you to give up. It is not time for you to surrender to the enemy's voices. It is time to rise up through the power of the name of the living God. God has called you to get to the finishing line and you are getting to the finishing line. You are not giving up. You are not going to quit. You are going to center your eyes on Jesus Christ because he is our healer. He is our deliverer. He is our provider and he is the one who has called us. Thank you for watching Kingdom Insight. Dr. Kazumba Charles has written some powerful and insightful books that will help you discover treasures and truth of God's Word and also give you a deeper understanding of the unchanging character of God. For a love gift of $20, our office will send you one of the following books written by Dr. Kazumba Charles. The Parables of the Kingdom, Revisiting the Foundations, The Weapon of Forgiveness, or Discovering the Power of God in You please go to www.kazumbacharles.org to give your love gift. Your love gift will enable Dr. Kazumba Charles to continue to preach the good news of the kingdom. Thank you for your generosity.